0: Personal file
1: 69 offense. He was giving them the business.
0: If they're not having a go with a bird, they're having a row with a wanker.
2: Hello, and welcome to Full Kit Wankers. This is our first video episode. We've been doing this as a podcast for a couple months now. But we decided during uh, these times where we have a ridiculous amount of free time that we're going to turn it into a video concept as well. Uh, I'm Cohen Jenkins, alongside my fellow full kit wankers, Eric Allen and Drew Parada. Hey. So our our stated goal for this is to answer the dumbest questions in sports, and we've done some of that already. Eric. This week you have a you have a dumb question for us.
1: Yes, I do. Um, so my dumb question for the week is, what do you think the worst like player branding or team branding in sports is? Like the worst trademarked or patented brand name. What what do you think it is, guys?
2: One thing I really hate is that. Uh kevin durant he he turned down his nickname of the slim reaper because he thought it was like too devilish and not <laughs> believing in god so he he wanted his nickname to be the servant because he's the servant of the lord ew
1: that's no T- terrible that terrible that nickname. takes him out of my top five for all time
0: i would say <laughs> <laughs> oh well i mean tom brady in the new tampa bay deal is quite the catastrophe right now but
1: yes that is Um, that was mine as well um my really like i saw the tweet that he had patented two names and the first one i saw was uh tampa brady which is like okay like he's changing his life he's moving to tampa bay blah 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 that uses his name little creative but then i see tampa bay and just (laughs) i don't i don't know what that means i don't know what what's a tampa that's gross like i don't want to go to the bay if there's tampas in it ew it's just disgusting
2: I, I, I don't know if tom brady really fits the tampa va- vibe yeah i agree with opinion. that too
1: like it's just not a like i get. Guess, i'm guessing he just wants to like retire there after one season you know and be like just fuck around is with he the an 80 year old
0: jewish man she's like a like a old money white new england like upper east coast elite type and i mean you know tampa bay that's like i need to move from martha's vineyard down to florida that's That's like
2: trash
1: (laughs) he's probably going a little senile who knows um he thought tampa bay was worth getting a patent (laughs) on like he's clearly not all the all there
2: anymore um (laughs) and then tampa bay has this whole like jersey redesign too to kind of come in with this new era of both Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, because they're uh, basically
1: just gonna remake their entire team for the boys. Um, the problem I have with the uniforms is they don't, like I saw a bunch of people like, oh, I love the new Tampa Bay uniforms. Oh my God, what a I look at them like, I couldn't tell you the difference. It's, they just look like generic ass uniforms. Like,
2: <laughs> I And I do kind of like Tampa Bay's, I think their logo is great. Okay, I yeah. Think i agree memories
1: even the mascot like buccaneers like that's a cool that's a cool team i like that but the uniforms are just okay we have a red football jersey we have a black football jersey we have a white football jersey like whoa revolutionary it's not
2: i personally i personally think jerseys is an art form that needs to be way more creative and
0: that's why i love the crazy jerseys yeah same definitely well I i think the nba has done a good job of that recently but um and college football has always kind of well, I mean, mostly like the bigger name schools have, for the most part. Like let's, Oregon uh, and teams.
1: How like about that. we just but... run through some of our, like, just historical or current, just like jerseys we like or dislike? Maybe we can just talk about that for a bit.
2: Let's uh, let's say let's look at some jerseys. We're gonna decide whether they're hot or whether they're not. There we just go. Just plain and simple gut sure. reactions. Sure. Let's see. Uh, what are some jerseys that you guys have found to be kind of crazy in the past
1: um so one that i've always had a love-hate relationship with is the oregon ducks um it kind of goes for all their sports just because they have such an affiliation with nike they always have the cutting edge the new crazy color schemes Mm -hmm. they're famous for those kind of highlighters and then like they have the they were, I think they were the first team that had, like, the O on the gloves, you on know? the gloves. Like, just, they've always had some... They have a lot of innovations, and some are nice, some are not. I would say I like most of them. There's a weird kind of pale yellow one, though, uh, that it's... I don't know if it was intermediary to the nice, like, highlighter green. Because I like the highlighter green. It's bright. It catches the mm. eye. It's like, oh, wow, what team is that? It's Oregon. Um, but this was just, like, a... They were, like, halfway to that concept. They're like, what if we did, like, a half-fluorescent half, half fluorescent yellow? And it's just kind of gross.
2: It is a pretty gross color. I have great memories of watching LaMichael James and the Ducks just storming down the field in those uniforms, just <laughs> saying, fuck you, we got this Nike money, we got the best athletes on the field, Good we're going to put up 60 on you every game. <laughs> but the jer- I can admit those pale ones are, are, are not my favorite. Yeah, they... Uh...
1: Um, I think the issue i have with him is it just doesn't seem oregon oregon is like bright yellow bright green and this was just like neither of their colors it didn't really feel like their team so i'm gonna say not hot for those
2: that's fair
0: yeah um for me uh jerseys that i thought were were really cool but you guys might think different is uh I remember from NBA Live like 09 or something. The uh, the Washington Wizards had these gold jerseys that were filthy. I love them. And Gilbert Arenas was like Pete Gilbert Arenas back then, and it was uh yeah Agent Zero Agent and those. Agent Zero. I uh. I mean, they. I, I will say they look like honestly, like now looking at them, looking back, they look like cheap AAU jerseys. But um, <laughs> they uh yeah. Back then, I was
2: like, wow, those are sick. I think they're kind of cool. One of my problems with them is the drop shadow on the text there is straight up busted. uh, That's gross. That's gross looking.
1: While we're talking about the text, I just don't like the text at all. Which I get that's it's just a different era where different text. It looks were like popular. a cereal
0: brand. It looks like yes. it looks like oh, a yeah. Kellogg cereal. Like like it's could say Wheaties right there, not it's
1: no, it's Wizard's O's. It's Wizard's O's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if we're looking at number zero. <laughs> Cheerios and but
2: then I gross. Another problem I have is the shorts in combination with it. It's like this gold, and then it just transitions to black shorts. I
0: think that's pretty gross. That's what makes it look like in AA uniform, is that they just gave the team the jerseys, and they just told them, hey, wear black shorts to match for (laughs) next (laughs) next week's game.
1: If the whole kit was the gold, I'd definitely classify it as hot. Like, gold shirt, gold shorts. That's some gold member shit. I'd support it.
2: One team that definitely didn't uh, shirk from the craziness was one I found, and it is uh, the mid-'90s Mexico National Team uh, sort of pinata
0: jerseys. <laughs> oh, oh, my.
2: <laughs> These are wild. These are. This is insane. Like, who designed this? Who thought of this? And then also, There's... like, look at those sleeves. If, it, if you get rained on, that adds an extra 15 pounds.
0: They do seem really weight. baggy just in general. Bunch of abuelas stitched those up. That's like. <laughs>
1: it's so baggy, and those rectangles are such a sharp contrast that it honestly looks like there's stuff dangling from the jersey. Like, it looks like the diamonds were all, like, taped on there, and they're just kind of like.
0: <laughs> it's hard to tell where the jersey ends and the shorts start. It just is so blended. Like... It's actually it's a romper
1: surprise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a romper. <laughs> Wow, those are incredible. Uh,
2: another, probably one of the craziest ones ever was the uh, Chicago White Sox. In 1976, they pop out uh, these baseball jerseys that include shorts. No way. Wow. So, uh, no yeah. way. They, wow. they have these these long stockings with the, the black stripes and then their knees are completely bare and they got these tight Navy short shorts on. And then the collar, the fake collar is like a different color too, so that's popping out. Yeah,
1: so that is a, it is a fake collar. Yeah, okay. I kind of thought it was a real collar and I was just like, I don't know about that collar, boys.
0: This guy pegs you, are you charging the mount? (laughs) no No. No. do you see those quads like he can punch this is chet lemon i'm telling him sorry um, i'm telling him sorry yeah
2: (laughs) he's a big boy great mustache hair combo
1: i do agree on the mustache i like the sock spirit of they want to show off the the white socks because that's their team um Mm -hmm. their hats
0: are awesome too maybe allow your players to
1: slide and not get jacked up maybe it, uh,
2: i agree drew that the the, the hats are pretty those cool. are fills
1: yeah they just say socks yeah that's
2: and that style of cap that was kind of a thing in the 70s i, I really like that yeah.
1: i always like retro hats better they just have a different shape usually in their aesthetic
2: shifting to the 90s uh these are some oh. i don't even aquamarine teal pistons jerseys with this wild Pistons logo, okay, with the I flaming horse on it.
1: These are these are hot in my opinion. I really like the the flaming horse. Like not just for Dude. the fire pun, but it's. I think it's a good jersey. It's. That's an awful
2: combination
0: of colors right there.
2: The colors are horrendous. Eh, eh, it works. At least the-, and the I, I do like the text with the, the actual pistons with the exhaust coming out at the end. I think that's pretty cool.
1: I really like the whole text horse. I really like where the numbers are on the jersey. I think if the red wasn't in the border, I would like it 100%, but I'd say I'm a 90% hot right now.
2: I found three Retro's 30s NFL jerseys. First off, we have this Steelers one, uh, which is gross um it is like the flight of the bumblebee with the yellow and black stripes across it
1: as a and as that's a disgusting as a fan of bumblebees i'm gonna have to say this is hot I,
2: you're, you're you're a fan of bumblebees
1: i'm a huge supporter of save the bees
0: <laughs> essential <laughs> gotta save the all right. bees <laughs> all right mr fu manchu
2: and then there's these Eagles retros. Uh, here picture Donovan McNabb and a rather sweaty Donovan McNabb. That is sweaty, well. Jesus.
0: Ew. Bro, that looks, like, that looks like my parochial league school when my flag football team would
1: <laughs> I really like the helmet. I really like the helmet, actually, but not the jersey.
0: Or the color. It's like they tried to be the Chargers, but they didn't quite hit yeah. it.
1: Like if the modern Chargers had that helmet, like I'd be game.
0: <laughs> yeah the helmets are awesome for yeah. sure but
2: uh, that yellow and, and blue i just, is just it's the yellow that brands. doesn't do it
0: also if you notice the yellow on the helmet does not match the yellow yes. on the jersey <laughs> <And that's laughs> number,
1: number one way to fuck up a uniform is have the colors not match
2: and then the packers had a kind of similar concept they tried it out a few years later just with a darker blue and some disgusting uh, off gold shorts.
0: It's the oh, off gold shorts. Oh god! I thought those were it. like
1: a just like a white, but I see the gold now.
0: It looks like he's wearing khakis. Honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're just sport khakis. These,
2: even as a, a diehard Packers fan, I just could not abide by these at all.
1: I would like this uniform if it was like the modern green and yellow, though. I think. With just like some normal like white shorts or something, or like yellow or green, just something to match. I like the big number. I like the simplicity.
2: Yellow shorts would work with that. The shoulders yellow and the shorts yeah, yellow. I think like that it'd would be work. yeah yeah. I think that yeah. could be nice. Uh, shifting back into more modern times, uh, this is the Colorado Rockies jersey they trotted out in uh, nineteen ninety nine. A lot of people have derided this jersey and said it's one of the ugliest jerseys of all time. Really. I'd like it.
0: I'd like it a lot. Oh, I hate it. It's so ugly.
1: I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate it. I think it's a fine jersey. I don't see why this would be one of the worst of all time. Like,
2: You see it in lists like that a lot, but I, I don't know. I I like it. I, I like things that are a little different, and I, I think it really works.
1: Yeah, it's got the mountain. I like that the baseball's a different blue from everything else. I'm a fan. You like
0: that? Oh, yeah. yeah. For me, it just it catches the eye you're
1: like what sport am i watching oh baseball
0: i actually own one of the worst jerseys ever made i'll show you guys one sec i got this as a gag gift for christmas one year (laughs) it's uh it's like one of the worst the padres always do a camo jersey because they're like a, you know it's like a navy town here in san diego and this is a craig kimbrell jersey who was here for Maybe a season, maybe a half season. I don't know. It wasn't I feel long. like a half season. Yeah, yeah, so someone found this for five bucks and got it for me as a joke. Um, <laughs> that is gross. It's it's That's atrocious. Gross. Like, it's some of the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen are like these Condray camo ones. It's, I mean, the, camo jerseys it, are
1: never a good idea. Um, some
0: years they, they hit it right, but like years like this, it literally looks like they just rubbed it in dirt and threw it together. It's, do you guys like those light blue, hot pink Miami Heat jerseys?
2: Oh, I love those. I am
0: really Yeah. I like
1: the colorway a lot. It's one of my favorite colorways. I don't like it on the jerseys, though. It's too abrasive. Like It just hurts my eyes to look at Jimmy Butler running around dressed like that for an hour or two.
2: Speaking of the Miami Heat, Eric, I think you got some beef. I think there's some beef. Oh,
1: there's big beef. There's big beef. Um, so it happened a little bit ago. But Kendrick Nunn tweets out, the most value should be in the wins. And our team has been holding it down. We're a playoff team, so go ahead and give that rookie of the year to Kendrick Nunn. Number one, don't talk about yourself in the third person. What are you doing? Number two, uh, no, that doesn't count. You have two all-stars, like... What? You have more wins, so you deserve Rookie of the Year because Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo have been carrying you?
2: To preface this, John Morant's probably the favorite for the Rookie of the Year he's been,
0: this year. I'd then, say
1: he's been locked in as Rookie of the Year since, like, October.
0: I wouldn't go that far back, but I think... um I'd say that's Zion, when he started Zion, making his case. I'm just saying, Zion was making a great case, like, in this first, like, two or three weeks. And, like, knowing, like, the writers, like... You could have seen something like that, but anyone else was completely out of the argument at that point. Yeah. Zion played in 12 games. But That's what I'm saying. It's like, but in those 12 games, like, I remember seeing all the writers like, oh, is it time to, like, put uh, Zion in the conversation and all this. And it's like, it's like I mean, obviously, like, uh, no. Uh, let me make a little devil's
2: advocate argument here in that Kendrick Nunn um, had similar scoring on similar efficiency as John Moran. I'm just making his arguments clear and known. Mm. Um, Mm. He, his team was significantly better. The Heat were 41 and 24 when the season ended and the Grizz were 32 and 33. And Eric, as you have stated before, narrative should be a big part of this. Yes, I agree. You at one point campaigned that Brandon Clark was a potential for the Rookie of the Year. He's Rookie Kendrick of the Year. Nunn was not the num- <laughs> Kendrick Nunn was not the number two pick in the draft this year. Kendrick Nunn was undrafted this year. He came out of nowhere and became a major force on a playoff bound team. Okay, so,
1: real quick, real quick. There's some points. Here's my counterpoints. The Grizzlies are a playoff team. They were the eighth seed when the season ended. And they had one of the hardest schedules in for the rest of the season projected. Um, so it would be very possible that they would slip out of the playoff race. But they were the eighth seed. They were a playoff-capable team, I would say. Um, the Grizzlies have no one, essentially. That's I think that's the reason that Jaw deserves it more, is two of the top three or four players on the Grizz were their two draft picks this year. Like, it is a ridiculously young team, and what you need when you have an unexperienced and unskilled team is a high-quality point guard. And Ja Morant was able to provide that to such a degree that they they were the first team to destroy their over-under on the season. They beat it in, like, December. They won more games than projected. Like, they were supposed to be the bottom-of-the-barrel pile of garbage and there, and i agree i agree the i eggs. ultimately
2: agree that i agree that john morant should have should win the rookie of the year and he, he almost certainly will at this point in 2016 kendrick nunn um, in a dispute with a friend who reportedly owed him a hundred dollars uh choked and poured water on a woman uh who was a, another college student uh, at the time he was at illinois um this incident uh caused him to transfer to the university of oakland which is in michigan for some reason um, where he uh, led the nation in scoring his senior year and then was drafted in the nba i i do not understand i i feel like these kind of guys don't need to be given these nba chances like this
1: i very much Um, agree i think that um Something that could help improve sports culture is kind of cracking down on, like I think, I guess violence among women, um, ah, violence against women is one of the bigger ones you see in sports generally, whether it's like CTE related or just they are a piece of shit. Um, I just think it's something that executives are really trying to crack down on in our society and I think it's a good thing. I just don't think you should deserve to be a role model for kids and famous and making millions of dollars if you have a criminal past or do something
0: criminal. Like, like Yeah, that's bad. but mm-hmm. even, like, I think a good example of this, though, is, like, Nick Saban. Uh, there was a there's a great interview of him, and he says, I'm going to summarize, like, it was very yeah. well put, and he's very well spoken. I'm not going to summarize this as best as he did. You don't have the southern charm of Nick Saban. I do not. I do not. Um... He can either cut these kids like that make these mistakes and he's like where do they go where do they go back to the streets now they feel like they now they're the world hates them everyone's against them they've been betrayed they like he's like all for making a mistake and you know like sometimes is it really bad he's like yeah but he's like who's gonna like solve that like if we give them structure if we give them good leadership like those kids are gonna be a lot better off and a lot more productive people in society than if we just give up on them after that one fatal mistake. And I mean, you can, you can apply that though to a lot of different situations, like with people who, who do that and aren't NBA stars, like maybe, like they're probably a lot more likely to do that again um, unless, like if society just gives up on them just after that. Like, no, you don't get a second sure. chance. And I, I agree, I agree with that we, are, need those. we deserve
2: second chances in our society, but here's the difference kendrick nunn is not now an advocate for preventing violence against women he is not spoken on that topic he is he has basically just dismissed that from his past and saying it was a different me like i'm a new person now on the other hand you have a guy like michael vick who made the the terrible mistakes he did with the the dog stuff And then has gone on to be like an advocate. He's donated millions of dollars towards charities and like speaks at events and is like, here's how you cannot make the mistakes that I did. He did those kinds of things. I don't see Kendrick Nunn doing those kinds of things. And the other. I would like to see that.
1: The other difference I like is. So Sabin's talking about college sports. College sports, I think, yes, definitely second chances. Like if your player makes a mistake, just help them learn, help them grow from it. That's different from professional though. Because if you're in professional sports, you are a role model to at least a few kids. You're making a lot of money and you don't really have to contribute anything to society. I think in college sports, yeah, give them a second chance, help them figure it out, help them finish out, get their degree. But then if executives of professional sport leagues don't think that they belong in the professional sport, I think that's completely legitimate because you don't wanna bring an abuser into your company and they got their college degree from being helped via that structure in college. So they don't have to be a sports star.
2: On a maybe a happier note, than talking about uh, domestic violence and second chances in our criminal (laughs) justice system and sports. Uh, Next up, we're gonna move to a fun little game and again, uh, some dumb questions for you guys to answer. So throughout this podcast series, I've been coming up with um, quick games for Drew and Eric to play uh, basically against me in order to win drinks off of me. Uh, So far, they have won two drinks off of me uh, in our last two games and they have a third chance again. So this week, we're gonna be playing flick name or nickname. We have played this previously, uh, where it can be a nickname of an athlete, it can be a Hollywood movie, or it can be both, and they have to choose which one of those three things it is. Last time, we did this with movies and nicknames on baseballreference.com. This week, we are doing it with names on basketballreference.com. Okay. First up,
0: cornbread. Basketball player, what do you think Eric? I think basketball player. I think just basketball, yeah. I think just basketball.
2: Incorrect, no! Cornbread is the nickname for Cedric Maxwell, who is a basketball player on the Larry Bird Celtics teams. But the reason he got that nickname is it was the name of a black exploitation film uh, about a murdered basketball player who was played by Jamal Wilkes, and that came out in the 70s. So it was both. All right, next up. Big Smooth.
1: That's got to be at least a basketball. No, wait.
0: I, I think it is, but I feel like Cohen tries to get tricky sometimes. I, I'm a, I think both. What do you think? I'd or do say you think both. Just I'd say both. Or, yeah. Okay.
2: Let's go both. Incorrect. Big Smooth was the nickname of Sam Perkins, the lefty center on the Lakers and the Sonics in the 80s and 90s. Brutal. So, uh, just to make sure, you guys do have to get five correct if you want to win this game. we are now 0 for 2 to start out. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. right. Next up Rumble. Movie for
1: sure. Pretty sure sure that's a movie. Pretty sure that's a movie. I don't know about that. I'm going to just go movie
0: here. I'm going to just go movie.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just movie.
0: Just movie. Just movie. Correct.
2: Let's go. Rumble is a 2021 kids' movies about monster wrestling. It's like, the, in the future, genetically mutated monsters wrestle each other for entertainment. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound uh, like Terry a bad Cru- time. <laughs> Terry Crews and Jimmy Tatro are voice actors. Yeah. Wow. Yes. All right, next up. The X-Man. X-Man.
0: This I is just, this
1: is one of your weaselin' ones, isn't it?
0: Okay, okay. okay would would anyone have the rights to get x-man as like a movie title or something with x-men i mean i don't know how that all works but i
1: don't know how that works either i'm not a i'm not a lawyer um
0: i feel like the x-man like there had to be some like i like could see at,
1: it'll be like a b movie where they're just trying to trick people into thinking it's an x-men movie but it's about no, one I, one game. i think
0: for sure basketball name though the X-Man, that's that's a basketball one.
1: Basketball, basketball. or like both, some, you, you pick, you at, pick.
0: At SDSU, we had a point guard like a couple years back, Xavier Tames, and he was like the X. Final choice? Uh, I'll go just basketball player. Correct, Woo! Xavier McDaniel.
1: Good work, Drew, thanks he for was caring.
0: A, <laughs> yeah, no problem.
2: <laughs> he was a good scorer for the Seattle Supersonics in the late 80s, and it was not a movie because I tried to trick you. All right, next up. We're not that The stupid. Boston Strangler.
0: The, the Boston, Boston Strangler? Strangler? I feel like that's a, that was a movie. I point. feel like it's both. OK, I'm down. We'll both. go both.
2: Correct. Yes. Andrew Ooh, Tony. Yes. Andrew <laughs> Tony was a 76ers player who was known for uh, destroying the Celtics in games, being particularly good against the Boston <laughs> Celtics. And then it was also a 1968 movie starring Tony Curtis and Henry Fonda.
1: Wasn't there like a real Boston Strangler too? Like a serial killer? Uh
2: yeah, but that's not a movie <laughs> or a basketball player, but I eh, I believe so. All right. Next up. Bowl. B U L L. Bowl.
0: Just movie. Just movie. I'm I'm that's down. That's my first intuition. I'm All down. Right. Just movie correct it is just a movie <laughs> you're now go. four out of six
2: here's the description of this movie on uh, which came out in 2019 on imdb in a near abandoned subdivision west of houston a wayward teen runs headlong into her equally willful and unforgiving neighbor an aging bullfighter who's seen his best days in the arena and it's a collision that will change them both cohen cohen tried to talk smack and we hit four straight eric i love yeah. it yeah yeah four four in a row is tough on me an was... interesting fact about bull yeah. The bullfighter in that movie is Rob Morgan, who's an actor. He also stars in a TV show called Bull, which just came out. He's pretty That's more of like a law... Pro- it, 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 that one's like a law procedural. It's very different, but they're both named the same thing. I don't. I don't know how he got typecast into that. <laughs> Alright, you're four out of six. Next up, The Blue Arrow.
0: Well, I know the Green Arrow is a DC character. Yeah. So. It's a TV show.
1: Blue Arrow. I'm saying just basketball.
0: Okay. And what's that, Eric?
1: Just basketball. Correct.
2: The oh. Correct. The uh, the Blue Arrow is the nickname of Jamal Murray, Nuggets point guard.
1: Call us. Oh. Uh, call us the Boise Strangler, because we're messing you up.
2: We're on fire oh. right now, Eric. <laughs> uh, you are five out of seven.
0: Next up, Popeye. That is a basketball name for sure. There's definitely Um, been a
1: Popeye movie too, so I'd say both.
0: Okay, both, we'll go both.
2: Correct. Ronald Popeye Jones played for the Nuggets. And his son is actually a hockey player named Seth Jones. Um, And then Robin Williams in 1980 actually starred in a a Popeye movie. Wow. Which I did not know. All right, next up, Z-Storm.
1: I don't like that as a nickname. But I could see it being somebody's shitty nickname.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you here, Eric.
1: What you want me to just
0: guess? I don't. Yep. I, I think okay. I think just nickname.
1: You think just nickname? I okay. Just, think it's a bad, just, just nickname. nickname. Just nickname.
0: Just nickname.
2: Incorrect. Disease Storm is a 2014 action movie set in Hong Kong. That's
1: not a good movie. I can almost guarantee it.
2: Oh, it's probably <laughs> just <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> All right, you guys are six out of nine. Someone didn't even give a background on that one, so that's how you know it's, it's,
0: it's There's not even a story. Uh. There. It was
2: in Chinese, so I don't know what the background <laughs> is. China. All right. Uh, Big Ben is your last one. Big Ben.
0: I feel like just a movie. Is there like a movie about Big Ben? Not the guy, but the
1: yeah. clock? I just don't think that's like a that just doesn't seem like a good basketball nickname, you know? Like I don't know any famous centers. What do you mean,
0: big, big, big Ben? Name a center named Ben. I don't know Ben Wallace. There's one. Okay, maybe. Benjamin. I don't know. Benjamin Buttons.
1: You you picked. Uh, I don't I don't know. We already won.
0: I feel like Big Ben (laughs) (laughs) is just bait. It's just bait, though. So let's go with just move just yeah. yeah, just a movie.
2: Incorrect. No. You guys had Ben Wallace's nickname. It was <laughs> Big Ben. Oh, no way!
0: No way, dude. Come I'm on. I'm upset. It was
2: also a, a 1949 TV movie, um, starring uh, Gene Kent and David Davies. But uh, that's tough that you guys oh, had Big God. Ben and you didn't. I literally didn't ben Wallace. Through. Dude, I can't think of a
1: center named Ben. How about Ben Wallace? Ah, whatever.
2: <laughs> Six out of ten, though, you
0: guys still won. Beat me three times in a row. I need to up my game. Eric and I, uh, looks like looks like we won again, and that is freaking awesome. I actually want to change pace real quick. Have you guys ever had a trade that, like, your team completely messed up or, like, really, really changed the game for, like, the direction of your, your team's, like, your franchise's position, where you're headed? Um, for me... Uh, the Padres have had quite a few mistakes over the years, so it's been, I'm sure as you guys know, we're like the dumpster truck of the NLS, so I got quite a few stories. Cohen, you want to start us off here on...
2: Yeah, I've, I mean, the Blazers have made so many various mistakes. Obviously, their most notable ones being missed draft picks with Greg Oden over Durant and uh, Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, but we also have had some good trades thrown in there. Uh, one was uh, in 2012 we had Gerald Wallace. He was a solid small forward putting up like 14 a game, seven rebounds, good hustle player. Um, But the team was starting to tank and uh, we decided to trade him away. We traded him to the uh, New Jersey Nets who became the Brooklyn Nets like a year later. And they gave us the number six pick in the NBA draft, which already is not a great trade for them. You're trading for a 29 year old like journeyman (laughs) player and you're giving them the number six pick in the draft. Not what you want.
0: Sounds like. But what makes it
2: worse? What makes it worse was that that player became Damian Lillard. Wow. (laughs) So you you got a few seasons of a pretty bad rotation. Well, he was a good rotation player, but uh, Joe Walsh's best full season after that trade, he put up seven and a half points per game, four rebounds, and like three assists. That was his best season for the Nets. Um, Damian Lillard, this last season, averaged 28.9 points, 4.6 rebounds, and almost eight assists a game. Dame doll. Uh, as well, as, yeah, as, well as being a five-time All-Star and four-time All-NBA player, uh, resuscitating the Blazers franchise, becoming yeah. a rap icon, <laughs> hitting two playoff series <laughs> ending buzzer-beating three-pointers. Uh, I'll take that trade all day long
1: I do have a uh I do have a counter to when theseers royally messed up a trade though um when was that so it was in 1976 the Trailblazers traded Moses Malone for don't Rick- like where this is going they traded <laughs> Moses Malone for Rick Roby uh, Rick Roby was well it was actually Moses Malone for a first round draft pick um, but then that first round draft pick was used to draft Rick Roby. Uh, but so Moses Malone, 13 time All Star, ninth all time in points, future Hall of Fame, three time MVP, one of the all time greats, like a fantastic player.
2: I will I will defend this trade um, a little okay, bit because okay. at the time at the time the Blazers had Bill Walton. Who okay. Was the best center in the NBA, yeah. and led them to a title. He led them to a title a year after this. Yes. So wow. So their thoughts was they don't need Moses Malone, who is an out and out center, and that they really didn't. But what they couldn't predict was that Bill Walton had, you know, crippling injuries coming mm-hmm. down the line. Yeah. And that, it's unfortunate that really for
1: sure. It. Um, because if he could have trained, if he could have trained Moses Malone, like he could have been even better. Like you know what I mean? Like that would have been a great duo um another thing get? that Sorry. makes this trade Wait, so bad yeah uh,
0: what did they get in return for uh moses Malone? what
1: was it uh they got a first round draft pick and they used it to draft rick roby
0: they drafted a white guy power forward like yeah. this didn't go well for that. he wasn't a good contributor oh, okay no no yeah.
1: the uh the thing that makes this even worse is the braves so the buffalo braves is who they were trading with and they later turned into the clippers that we have today um and so they turn right around with moses malone and trade him and get two first round draft picks so like that's the Zers just got absolutely they didn't value malone at all they got
0: they sold real low Yeah. yeah
1: like they just really didn't do well with that trade because like if they'd gotten two first rounds, I think that would be much more worthwhile. Like we don't need a center; we can get two first rounds. That's a good trade in my opinion. Even though he and I'll tell you, I'll,
2: I'll I'll tell you why the Braves made that trade is because they had their own center who was Bob McAdoo, mm-hmm. who was the reigning NBA MVP. So they didn't really need a high rebounding center either. Um, but at least they got a little bit more value than the Blazers did there.
1: Yeah, they they essentially just manipulated the blazers and said oh we'll give you one pick but they probably already had the two pick trade lined up with the rockets like to be honest like that's a smart move from their standpoint
2: that's that's pretty bad yeah shifting to a different a, a different sport that um impacted me negatively was the brewers um who have uh, never won a World Series and are the bane of my existence in that sense sometimes, <laughs> but... I feel that. In, uh, in 2000, they've gotten so close a couple of times. I really thought they had a run put together in 2018. But yeah. in 2006, the Brewers had Carlos Lee, who was a really good, solid power slugger. He was putting up good numbers, but he was gonna, he's set to be a free agent and the Brewers are cheap as fuck and didn't wanna pay him in free agency. So they decided to trade him to the Rangers for semi-promising right fielder Kevin Mench, who is built like a brick shit house. Um, He, The reason they traded for him, he's got really hot in April that year. He hit home runs in seven straight games. Wow. And so people are like, oh, who is this guy? Like, He's gonna be really amazing. Uh, he was not. The Brewers traded uh, Carlos Lee and prospect at the time, Nelson Cruz to the Rangers for Kevin Mench, Francisco Cordero, Lance Nix, and Julian Cordero. Now, Nelson Cruz became a pretty damn good player in his own right, um, so that was tough. Uh, Francisco Cordero uh, did actually put up one all-star season uh, in Milwaukee before leaving in free agency. Kevin Mench didn't do shit, Lance Nix didn't do shit julian cordero uh, i think dude
0: selling nelson cruz is a pretty dude that guy's like a stud he's had a phenomenal career
2: i mean he did take steroids so there's that but who cares here's the (laughs) if you combine um all the the stats of cruz and lee after that trade they combined to put up 612 homers 1893 rbis 50 wins above replacement nine all-star games, and four silver sluggers.
0: Yeah, Nelson Cruz is a 40-war player, which is pretty damn impressive. It's not a lot of He's burst. a fantastic
2: player. Yeah. And they... He's also hit 400 imagine, bombs. Imagine those two guys combine that with Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder, who came the next year. Oh. That's a franchise right there.
0: Yeah, wow. That's a franchise. What, what could have been, Cohen? What could have been? All right, well, sticking to baseball, I guess we'll move on to my trades that... Like, this one is, is, I'll talk about the positive one first, because um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, in, I think about, like, three years ago, I, I didn't write down the exact date, um, the Padres traded James Shields, who was on a four-year, $75 million, like, the Padres actually signed someone. Like, this was the first time they signed someone for, like, more than $50 million, I think, and which is crazy, and it was probably, like, 2015, and... Um, it was supposed to be like he was gonna like anchor our franchise like with the same old story. While well, the young talent comes up, young talent doesn't pan out. James Shields pitches very average. Same old Padres story. Anyway, he still had some decent value because he was known for being a huge innings eater. Like he was mid. He's a good pitcher. He's great with the Rays. Yeah, like he, he had a really good career before the Padres, which is why he was so valuable and why they paid the money to you know pick him up and. So his, it was uh, I think he had two two and a half years left on his contract or yeah, about two and a half years, and the Padres traded him or the White Sox uh, needed a pitch, a pitcher to get like help support like a playoff run. And they traded Eric Johnson and Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields. And uh, the funny part is, Eric Johnson was like the main piece of the deal back then, which is just crazy to think about. But anyway, James Shields went on to post a zero WAR for the rest of his career with the White Sox and retire. And actually, his last season, he wasn't god awful, but uh, it was a it was a rough rough tenure with the White Sox. He went sixteen and thirty five with the White Sox, and his final three seasons with them, his ERAs were six seven seven. Five, two, three, and four, five, eight, which is bad. Wow, yeah, not what you want.
2: And, and then Tatis is a freaking stud for yeah, you so guys. Yeah, so
0: meanwhile, in one season, and only like I'm literally in half season because he got hurt and they had to shut him down the rest of the year. He had a four point one WAR and was the clear cut winner for the Rookie of the Year, except for like how he stayed healthy and maintained that pace. Um, yeah, the guy like crushes the ball. He's super fast. He's also like an unbelievable highlight reel. Like he's become the face of the franchise, and he's one of those like, like the Soto Acuna Jr. Like he's like gonna be like the face of like the young players moving forward. So it's like definitely an absolutely crazy trade. And the coolest part is he's only I think 21 right now, and he's got four or five more years of uh, you know under the Padres control. And I'm. Hoping... Well, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see how the
2: Padres screw this one up. Yeah, seems just... like they can. Seems like they got a five-tool player dropped in their lap. But they will. They'll find. They'll find a way. Find a way. They'll. Don't they'll we? find a way to they'll trade him. for, Trump, trade him for a sure.
1: pile of garbage, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. To keep with the theme.
2: But have yeah. you had any shit trades happen to you though, Drew? Yeah, I know so, you have.
0: It's the Padres. Dude, I'm going to talk about a depressing one. Like especially for my childhood, this one hurt. So Adrian Gonzalez was a stud, lefty. Uh, First baseman, just an absolute anchor. Gold Glover at first, always hit above 300 or, like, close to it. The guy matched 30 homers a year every year, and sometimes he was up in 40, like, mid-40s. Never roided, super good, down-to-earth, humble guy. Like, the face of the Padres franchise. Every ad was Adrian Gonzalez and Jake Peavy, but that's a different story. And... The Padres are so cheap, and um, the new ownership is not like that at all. So now we're, like, excited. They just signed Machado for 300 mil. Back then, it was awful. They wouldn't pay more than, like, 20 mil for any player, no matter how good they were. Adrian Gonzalez was due up to, like, to be signed. What did they do? They held on to him for one more year, still didn't extend him going into this summer of the his last year of his contract. I mean, this is a guy you pay, like he's showing no signs of slowing down. He's like 25, 26. Didn't pay him anything. Uh, decided to trade him to the Red Sox. Who do they get in return? They actually get Anthony Rizzo and two other players. So you guys have no idea who they are. Um, Adrian Gonzalez went on to absolutely mash for the Red Sox and And then L.A. too. The worst part is, yeah, he ended up going to the Dodgers and just taking, like, a huge crap on the Padres for the rest of his career uh, (laughs) while the Dodgers continued to just grow their dynasty. Meanwhile, what did the Padres do with Anthony? Like, forget the two other guys. They didn't pan out. They weren't good. Anthony Rizzo obviously is, like, on, like, I don't know about a Hall of Fame trajectory, but he's been, like, an outstanding... All very good. Yeah, Hall very, very good. Outstanding player. first baseman for several years, MVP candidate some years, um, All Star almost every year. On the Padres, he hit 141 in 150 at bats, and they gave up on him. That's it. 22 year old first baseman, they gave up on him that quick, and they shipped him. a season. They shipped him off to the Cubs, and I, oof. I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, so who do we get in return for Anthony Rizzo? You know future all-star first baseman. Uh, Andrew Kashner and some other scrub. And Andrew Kashner was, like, supposed to be the next, uh God, what's a good example? of Like, just power thrower, like, yeah, you know. He had an arm. He had an arm, and dude never panned out. Always had, like, a 5 ERA, finished 10 and 10 on the year. I mean, the Padres had no offense, but literally what happened with Adrian Gonzalez is, like, perennial face of the franchise, could retire, like, outstanding career with us that they just would spend a little money turned into just the sloppiest set of trades most depressing it it set us back like 10 years until today when we're finally looking like we're on the up again so
2: speaking of on the up and up again do your Grizzlies have any trades Uh, yes big big ones they
1: they actually have their biggest one historically is actually with the Lakers drew so wow. it's in, in 2008, it's the famous Pau Gasol from Marc Gasol trade. Um, and I honestly don't even know how I personally feel about this trade just because, like, Marc Gasol is such a cornerstone of the grit and grind era of Memphis. Like, he is one of the grind fathers. Um, so, like, it's not like I can be mad about the trade because it essentially helped create the team that I, like, fell in love with because that's when I fell in love was during the Grit and Grind. Um, But when you look at the stats and all the pieces used in the trade, well, first of all, you look at the pieces used in the trade and it's garbage and then Mark and Pau. So Mark Gasol, 11 seasons at Memphis. He averaged 15.2 points points per game during this time. Uh, Pau Gasol, seven seasons at the Lakers. He averaged 17.7 points per game on a higher efficiency. Uh, he also helped them get two NBA championships and was a five-time All-Star. And he has career-active win shares, uh, fifth-highest in the NBA of all time. So he's clearly a contributor, a fantastic player. Um, I think he would have made the Grizzlies better. We would definitely be a different team today, just because we wouldn't have had necessarily the Grit and Grind era but a like Mike Conley Pau Gasol like I think that would have worked fantastically I think it would have been a great basketball team still um it's just kind of a interesting trade to think about because not only are they brothers it would have been a very different team oh yeah it would have made both teams probably very different um it just I'm
2: also wondering does Memphis have the ability to shell out that free agent contract for Pau Gasol when he comes up I don't know if Memphis's ownership in two thousand eight or nine is dropping that one hundred and fifty million yeah. contract that Powell would have got. It's
1: uh, it's it I it honestly might have been a money issue for Memphis that might have been why they went through with it because I really can't figure out why they would get rid of Powell. Like they already he played there for eight, he played there for eight years and was rookie of the year, their star player. Like he was the heart of the team almost and then they just trade him for his little brother. Like it just seems so out of left field that I think it might've been a money issue or some other team dynamic that isn't super publicly known. It's just a really, it's just a really interesting trade in my opinion because it's both good and bad.
2: I think Memphis sees that as Pau Gasol's, like we've seen what he can do, but that team tops out at like a second round playoff exit in their opinion. And so then they're like, oh, we might as well rebuild because we don't want to pay this guy a ton of money because we're a small
1: franchise. Yeah, the one thing Mark has too is definitely the, I'd say Mark's the better defender um, than Powell. Powell's more of an offensive weapon for sure, though. Um, So I think maybe Memphis... Mark's also
2: better looking. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can make that argument.
0: I always think it's funny that the Lakers were able to shed Kwame Brown in this trade, too. (laughs) Oh, the Lakers shed
1: so much trash in this trade.
0: Yeah, that's so funny.
1: Kwame Um, Brown, Jarvis Critterton, Aaron McKee. Dude,
2: you're saying Jarvis Critterton, the guy who was involved with the gun incident (laughs) uh, with Gilbert Arenas isn't a quality player. Like,
1: just a bunch of garbage in Memphis is like, fine, we'll take out the trash for you.
0: Yeah, or what would the Lakers have looked like if... David Stern never vetoed Chris Paul. I always think about that. Yeah. There's a lot of what ifs. Oh, no.
2: you'd Oh, instead of, like, 17 titles, we'd have 18 or 19 titles. Oh, God. No,
0: no. So. I just think for, like, <laughs> I feel like Kobe's Legacy would have a different argument if they got, like, one or two more out of, like, having Chris Paul there.
2: All right. Thanks for tuning in to the first video episode of Full Kit Wankers. Um, just to, to Drew and Eric, uh, thanks for doing this with me. Uh, thanks for Eric for suggesting it as an idea. Um, It's one of those things that's really helping me through this time. I just, I mean, I just moved and then quarantine time hits, and you know, don't uh, living by myself and don't have a a lot to do. So thanks for uh, doing this with me and and giving me some entertainment.
0: Yeah, Cohen, that's beautiful. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna cry. No, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for helping set up all the video stuff, Cohen. I
1: mean, that's your area of expertise. So you really helped out. You made it possible for sure.
2: Yeah, this is badass, dude. As always, um, if you want to send us some more dumb questions to answer, there's no question too dumb for us. We've already answered some pretty atrocious questions. (laughs) So send your questions to fullkitquestions at gmail.com. Or if you know us, and you probably do because you're watching this, just text (laughs) it to us, um, and we'll, we'll talk about
0: it on our next show. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, boys. Have a good Saturday.
1: Yeah, you too. Peace.